Oh, wait, Matt, are we live? We are live. Oh, snap. We should probably get going. So Danny can not complain the whole time about being able to go home. Look at you just like linking this all together. (laughs) I just stopped trying. (laughs) He's lost all the will. He's like, I'm here. This is my I'm here to carry the weight of Niv Mizzet. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode 100. <laughs> pew, 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 yeah! Of This Week in MTG, your aggregate <laughs> news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt. There's Danny. What's up? We lost JB to TikTok. Like he got enthralled so much that, that he, he did. did not want to leave his house at that, all. That he, well, he he did leave his house. He's just on his way to Michigan, probably oh, watching TikTok. TikTok because oh, he's not driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's on his phone Here's the watching real que- TikTok. Here's the real question: TikToks. TikToks. Yeah. Wow, his breath is that bad that he's got to yeah. watch TikToks while having TikToks. Hey? Yes, exactly. Oh. His dog. If you understand his dog, you'll understand why he needs Tic Tacs there's too. A, there's gotcha. a reason why he's out there not in here. <laughs> <laughs> but that other voice you're hearing is JB's replacement until JB weans off of The new TikTok. and improved, doubled in size. I was going to say quadrupled. JB's pretty small. It's not a big joke to you. It's just JB's so small. So that's that's why I said doubled, not quadrupled. Well, I mean, or my tripled. name is Big G and JB is... Teeny tiny, so I mean, exactly. if we're, if we're probably about a hundred times JB's actual size. There you go. Versus the true, you know, true. in video making him look bigger than he really is. And yeah, we, I suppose when you put him on camera, we gotta use the crop the, the crop enhancer to like stretch him. But if we do it too much, he gets very pixelated. That's why it kind of looks normal sometimes. Usually, fi- cameras at fifteen pounds. We add an extra hundred pounds on JB just to get him that girth. Yep, gotta gotta add a few inches on him too, I guess. Big G, welcome. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where's the making fun of JB ticker counter on our live video? Oh, my God, that's genius. Oh, I need to do this now. You should probably oh. also have a Niv-Mizzet one on there for every time Danny says Niv-Mizzet. Oh, that would be a good one, too. I almost stopped, stopped <laughs> doing that because it. it was pointless because Matt would still forget to click. But let's begin this amazing episode by thanking our crazy motherfucking patrons that decided to give us some money. Like this mofo. They think our content is actually worth it. <laughs> you know, I think we're almost getting to the point where I, I can't be... It's going to look sketch. I can't qualify for the giveaways. Speaking of... Oh, hey. <laughs> since you won this month's giveaway. <laughs> that's the the retro frame. He, he shaved you, saved you on shipping. He did. No, well, I was talking... Carrier about... Pigeon. We were yeah. going to do Carrier oh, Pigeon. I know. But he, he didn't tell me he set out the hummus. Oh, shit, I forgot. To, it's been sitting out there for three days. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, shit, it's probably bad now. Poor, oh, boy. Poor Leonardo has been sitting here, and he's like, <laughs> when am I going? I'm like, I haven't heard yet. So, But here's your card. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Well, I mean, it's not a you're welcome. It's a thank you for this. Oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's start <laughs> off by thanking our, our our amazing patrons. Big G. 15, or thank you. 15 hours later. Wade. Finally getting to the Patreon. Thank you. Amu the Fox. Thank you. 
Colin, thank you. Noah, thank you. Slade, thank you. Third string Chapman, thank you. Thank you. Garrett, thank you. Garrett Johnson. And then uh, Nikki, thank you all for deciding to uh, Hell yeah. deciding to, to be patrons and stuff. And if you too like the idea of potentially <laughs> giving us money to continue doing this stuff. <laughs> Adjusting chairs on the fly. That's what I do. You had to do it. It was too high. It uh, was. JB needed to be I'm at the JB table. JB can actually reach the floor. No, we have a stool for him to climb up in there. But I'm still surprised he could actually reach Ticker the floor. up one. <laughs> but if you two would like to be a patron, we have two tiers right now. A $3 tier that puts you into a monthly drawing for a booster pack of our choice. We're going for two booster packs now because we have Boom! over 10 patrons. This month was our first one to do away. We gave away two AFR set boosters. Um... I think for next month, it's not going to be, uh, Innistrad's not going to be out yet, so I think we'll discuss on what pack maybe we'll do. Everybody loves Modern Horizons too. Maybe we'll Fuck yeah. We'll do some Modern Horizons draft boosters. Boom, 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 boom. And, uh, at, yeah, they're solid, solid set. Right. And then at the $10 tier, you get put in a monthly drawing for a solid a, set. For a, uh, a drawing for a Commander Staple-ish kind of card. We'd be kind of aiming for like blingy different frames and stuff like that. We got Big G, who just won this last month with a... Retro frame Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. I have a deck for it even. Yeah. At the so at the ten dollars here, you get put in a drawing for a card that's valued between fifteen to twenty bucks and stuff. So if that floats your fancy, links in the description down below. And if you're a patron, you get extra content. I've been posting like some side clips and stuff. Do you listen to those? I do. Okay. I do listen our, to them. our random I, ramblings. I I honestly loved the ran from the last time I was on just the, all of the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> So many. Looper real. Yeah. So you get you get that crazy compilation. I put a little time into that because I enjoy doing that. That was kind of, that that's kind of fun. Like a little music transitions between all that. So you could get access to that being a patron. And also you can learn about some stuff that's happening, like play mats and <coughs> sleeves. <coughs> maybe. <coughs> hey, wait, wait. Did you say something about sleeves? Schneeves? Schneeves. Schneeve. Schneeve. No, what's uh what's uh Captain Hooks? Is it Schneeve? Captain yeah, Hooks? Schneeve. 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 And he's running from the crocodile. So they're now schneeves from now on. But yes, we're looking at sleeves very interestingly right now. And I'll get more information out on a post. But if you're interested, uh, check out that post. We're going to get interests and stuff and probably get some pre-orders and stuff. Oh, it's in. Smee. 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 Thank you, Hey Look Behind You, for being like the true Disney OG. There's nothing back there, though. There's a puppy in the corner. No, oh, now there is. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, sleeves next. Yeah, patron. Now let's thank you. Let's thank our amazing sponsor, JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Insert now. monologue from Matt that he hasn't done. Yes, because it is old and <laughs> it's still from COVID times. But uh, JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota, in the mall, they decided to sponsor us. And a couple things that you can get there: you can get your awesome magic supplies there, singles, packs, booster boxes. You can get your sleeves. dice, your sleeves. You can get your deck boxes. They have your portfolios as well, your binders. They got dice. They got dice. And if magic isn't necessarily the thing you're looking for, they also have the D&D books. Uh, I think they just kind of have a basic rundown of those. Yeah, they got the, like the monster manuals and stuff. Yeah. But when the magic ones came out, I do know he had the Ravnica one in. I don't know if he had the Theros one in. I, I think he did i think it might have gone off the shelf pretty quick yeah because right. he only had a few books sitting there so I, I think one of one or two of each story 
he he keeps them supplied. So if you're into D and D, but if D and D is not your thing, I mean, if you're if you're listening to us and like Magic and D and D is not your thing, there's sports cards there. I don't know much about sports cards, but then there's Yu Gi Oh, Transformers, Pokemon, all that stuff. J Dubs has it all. So go send some love to J Dubs and say thank you for sponsoring this week in MTG to them. And if you're looking for some interesting stuff to play, they do have a modern league on Saturdays and a legacy league. On Sundays, and they do FNM and do some Commander stuff, too, throughout the week. Yeah, Commander on Thursdays, they have their point sheet and stuff uh, that goes throughout the season. You get certain points at the end of it. If you're in the FM area, come join those. They're super fun. Or if you're out of the area, still just come at least once. Try it out. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Now, with that, let's give you guys this breakdown that has kind of went on. It's been a little bit before we got to it. We delayed it. We delayed it. There we go. That's the words I'm looking for. Starting off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk, which is now controlled by Big G. Uh, he's fitting in there pretty nicely, even though the Boggle Desk is pretty small. He's going to give us some event results and then tell us about some upcoming events, one specifically J-Dubs related. And then we're going to move over to a blog tog with Danny. After the blog togs, we'll jump into some news quickies that involve Inside <clears throat> Esports not doing uh, in-person events. We're going to cover something we missed with the Hasbro earnings call. Showcase Live, a survey, and then a bunch of arena updates involving Jumpstart. And we're going to cover some Midnight Hunt previews. From there, we're going to jump to the finance section, talk about magic cards. After that, JV picked out. I am much prettier than him, and you can see me. (laughs) He has more hair, too. (laughs) Big G. Picked out a deck of the week this week. So let's get a go in with this. Big G, Boggle Desk is over with you. Let's start the salt report. Boom. Finally. All right. So we had a standard challenge yesterday. So, oh no, this was on Saturday. So just going to do a kind of a quick rundown of top the little bit more in depth of the top four decks and then just kind of do an announcement of what the bottom four decks were for the top eight. So, coming in first place, Rastva got first place in the standard challenge, and it looks like he's doing a little bit of a gruel food deck, a little bit. No, just gruel deck. Gruel Adventures. Yep. Edgewall Innkeepers, Bone Crushers. So, we got four Bone Crusher Giants, four Edgewall Innkeepers, two Goldspan Dragons, and then we've got four of the Sentinels, uh, the Jasper... Jaspera Sentinels, four Lovestruck Beasts, four Magda Brazen, Brazen Outlaw, one of the Ox that everyone loves to hate, and then Rimrock Knight, we've got three of those. In the sorcery spots, we've got four Shatter Skull Smashings, and then jumping down to some artifacts, three Ember Cleaves, and then four Asika's Chariots. And then over in Enchantments, I've got we've got one Ranger Class and one Akron War, jumping into lands, four Blight Step Pathways, four Crown Craig Crown Pathways, four Dark Boar Pathways. So it looks like a little bit of Jund. Wait, why does he have the black in here? Sorry. My guess is just Am I missing something in here? Sideboard? Maybe? Yeah, in the sideboard okay, there's there Ray of Embethlement. Sorry, a little bit of a sidetrack. And then one Den of the Bugbear, three Basic Forests, three Lair of the Hydra, and two Basic Mountains. Jumping into the sideboard, two of those wonderful oxes again, two Burning Hands, one Magic Missile, three Ray of Infallibement. 
Enfeeblement. Enfeeblement. There, there we go. go. Sorry, there's a burp mid mid trying to pronounce it. Um, and then one Vivian Monsters Advocate, another Akron War, two Clothis, God of Destinies, one Mythos of Vodrock, and two Red Cap Melees. So yeah, looking at this, I mean, I've seen this one popping up in the standard stuff. So I mean, I'm not all that surprised to see it up there. Not all that surprised to see it in first place either. You guys got anything quick on this one? I don't play standard. I keep up to date with a little bit of standard only through podcasts that I listen to. And it's no surprise that Gruel Adventures is still holding strong. Uh, Eskia's Chariot, Eskia's Chariot is always like one of the cards that defines what the deck is supposed to do. And the fact that it like copies tokens that you control, you can copy the the love struck token the human that it makes or the typically they copy the cats or they also hit the treasure tokens but yeah all right moving into second place with poker's wizard looking like this one this guy's got his heart set on being matt's best friend looks like we got some demure it looks like mostly mostly rogues but then you got the ruined crabs in here so four merfolk wind robbers four ruined crabs four soaring thought thieves and then four Thieves Guild Enforcers, as far as the creatures go. And then jumping into Sorceries, Agadem's Awakening, two of them. Crippling Fear, two of them. And then one of one mind. And then Instance, four Drown and Lock, two Heartless Acts, two in, four Into the Stories, two Mystical Disputes, two Power Word Kill, and then one Ray of Enfeeblement. And then jumping into Lands, Castle Lockwin, Lockwain, there we go. One of those, four Clearwater Pathways, four Fabled Passages, six Basic Islands, six, three Basic Swamps, three Temples of Deceit, and three of the Zagoth Triomes. And then into the sideboard, I've got one Heartless Act, one more Ray of Enfeeblement, one Cling to Dust, two, three Duresses, one in- Extinction Event, two Test of Talents, one more of of One Mind, Two, Baleful Mastery, one Disdainful Stroke, one Erebos's Intervention, and then, oh, this is the companion. That's why I'm like, what is going on here? And then Aluris, Loris, Loris of the Dream Den. Looks like the main thing that this guy's trying to do is mill out his opponent. Surprise, surprise. Blue and black wanting to mill people out and then kill creatures that are on the other side so that way the couple of creatures can get through that need dealing damage to a player like the Merfolk Wind Robber. Yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, it's pretty controlly bullshit. Li- little little bit of I'm going to beat you in the face, but that beat you in the face is a little bit of that control aspect. Bullshit. Calm down over there, JB. I mean, bullshit. Danny. <laughs> All right, Danny, you want to take a crack at pronouncing this username for third place? Third place? Yeah. Um Kevzy ad Bolo? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going with. All right, so this one is looking a little bit more like a Rakdos deck. So we've got four Bonecrusher Giants, four Immerstorm Predators, four Kalena, no, Colleen, yeah, Colleen, Recluse Painter, two Croxa, two Lokis, I mean, Volka, Volky, <laughs> sorry, and then four, ooh, ooh, where is it? Strider, there we go. Sorry, I scrolled down by mistake. And then jumping into the sorceries, claim the firstborn, four of them, instance, four heartless acts, four village rites and enchantments, four Akron wars, four blightstep pathways, one castle Lockwain, 
to Den of the Bugbear for Fabled Passages, two Hive of the Eye Tyrants, three Basic Forests, three Basic Swamps, and four Temple of Malice. There's four swamps. Did I say three? Yep. I meant four. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I was making sure you were on your toes on this one. I was watching Matt. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's four, not three, but okay. So moving into the sideboard, four duresses, three murderous riders, one shadow spear, and then one. So wait, would this? Yeah, it would this be the does, companion. Yep. yep. Jagnatha. Yeah. No. What, the wellspring? Jagantha. Jagantha. There we go. And then two rolling vortexes and four skyclave shades. I like this deck a lot. I mean, this one's looking pretty cool. I mean, Rakdosak is just popular for a long time. And, you know, you, you're stealing everything with a Crone War, Claim the Firstborn, yep. and then you're sacking to Emerstern Predator, which is a super aggressive card that just, it's a free sack. It gains indestructible. Boom. <laughs> you swing in. You steal their stuff, you swing in. And if they tr- try to, like, kill it, block it or anything, you just sack the Or you just, you just sack it to untap it before it goes back. Yep. And then you have it as a blocker for the, any small creatures they happen to have. I'm a big fan of Creature Lands, so seeing, you know, Den of the Bugbear and Hive of the Eye Tyrants, as well as the Hydra's Forest, Lair of the Hydra, in these pr- earlier decks, I, I don't know. I, I have a thing for Creature Lands, and it's good to see, like, these two. Den of the Bugbear and Hive of the Eye Tyrants and Lair of the Hydra are, like, the top, in my opinion, the top Creature Lands right now. Okay, so here's a question for you, because as we're looking at these and we scroll over the titles, it obviously shows us a card. What do you guys think of the like the Dungeons & Dragons variant art? I love them. I don't know how I feel about these. The book, cover, the book cover art, I love it. Yeah, so for this one, the Hive of the Eye Tyrant, yeah, not a fan of that style of card. It's a good collector's card, don't get me wrong, like, to each their own. When it comes to this, not my cup of tea. Like how people probably didn't like the Party Hard Shred Harder. That one's definitely one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Or the uh, Our show is next Friday. Will you come? What, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those <laughs> watching the live stream, I got it right there. I got a framed uh, decimate. But well, was... and here, here's my question. Did you play D&D at all? Uh, a little bit, but I wasn't like fully into it to get like the reference no. with these book covers okay. and stuff with that. But I, I guess I'd never, I, we, I started playing with these guys. What? Okay. Yeah, we're last pretty. year, but that just brings back elementary school, seeing the paperback covers. And I of, mean, maybe I know back then, I think I was more of a Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon player. So maybe I just didn't look at these and appreciate them as much as I do. Some of the arts that we see now on our magic cards, but I like, I, I like the aesthetic piece of it, but, I think maybe for me, just I wasn't a big D and D player, so like this for me just doesn't do it. Kind of like you were saying, just this one of those art styles just doesn't do it for me. It's cool. It's for the people that like it. I'm not. I'm not going to be that person that preaches not my magic card and shit like that. It's like, dude, it's a fucking card. Like, and I mean, if I if I ended, I haven't bought any of the Forgotten Realms stuff. Just if I'm going to buy anything, I think this is just going to be a a set that I buy singles of. So, I mean, but if I happen to win a pack at an F&M or something like that, where yeah. it's, yep, you get Forgotten Realms and that's all you get. And I pull one of these, I'll go, hey, does anyone want to trade this art for <laughs> something that I would probably need or want? Like maybe a different art from Rising of Zendikar. Who knows? Right, right. But anyway. I have I have the Evolving Wilds art in that. The, and those ones... Like, I kind of dug a little bit. I think that was one of the exceptions to yeah. that art style. But at the same time, I've got... I can't remember what where they're from, but I've got different Evolving Wild variant yeah. arts. 
that I just, I really like. So, oh, yeah, like we've talked about many times. I think we talked about this when it came to the uh, the archive cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Like which one was it specifically again? Are we talking faithless about looting? There we go. That's like, not everyone's like cup it of just, tea with that. It wasn't my cup of tea. I know people that really liked it, just like with these cards. I don't really like them, but somebody else probably does. So that's all that matters. Exactly. So, all right. Moving on to fourth place as far as a little bit more in-depth rundown. After that, we'll just kind of go, hey, this is what they were playing. This is one one featured card that they have in there, and then we'll move on with our lives. So Smile Papa 4 came in fourth place. And looks like we've got another Gruel Adventures deck. And honestly, I don't see anything different on this one. They got um, two Akron Wars here. The last one only had one, if I'm not mistaken. That Wasn't has only two. One? Oh, it does have two? Oh, the first place one had Ranger class yeah, in it yep. instead of two Akron Wars. So this one has two. So that's the only difference I'm seeing. Other than that, it's still running the Brone Crusher Giants, the Innkeepers, the Shield Breakers. Oh, no, Shield Breakers is a different one in here, too. There we go. Look at that. You do a little bit more looking and saying that you don't see anything different, then you finally find two differences. But there we go. So, yeah, same. And then, yeah, no, the the sideboard's still the same, too. On this, Very similar, I should say. It's got Wilt in here instead of something else. They have the base eight cards and then variations. Yeah. So, like I said, they've got the Bone Crusher Giants. They've got the Innkeepers. They've got the Dragon. They've got the Sentinel. Lovestruck Beast. Three of the top four decks are running Bone Crusher. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Powerful card, man. You know, all that Demir deck had to do is be Grixis. That's all they had to do. Anyway, moving on to fifth place. Oh, Daniel Lacos got fifth place. And it looks like, let's see, Teamer? Yeah, it looks like Teamer. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to pull two out of this one that I really like. They've got the Luca out of... Um, Ikoria. There we go. Ikoria. I was trying to recognize the symbol and go, what? And then Coma, Cosmos Serpent. Those are definitely two of the standout ones here. I know for me, I'm in the process of making a Coma Commander deck. So yeah, dude. I really like this card. I really do. Coma's a powerful card. And the, the shtick with this kind of deck, you know, you have... You know, you have your creatures out, your Lovestruck, yeah, your human that you make there, your Elvish Visionary. Um, you're going to Luka Copper Coat and try and get uh, spin into a Coma cosmos yeah. serpent and then cosmos just takes the takes the game away a lot of the time because when it makes those coil tokens or those they're not coil they're named coil yeah um uh, it, it just becomes Co- so hard to kill. coil it just becomes so hard to kill yeah so uh moving on to the sixth place deck we've got tonka tonka in sixth place another bone crusher deck. A- another gruel adventures deck a uh, little bit different jund sir wait what what did i skip oh yeah. shit two velkies there we go. It's Jund. But yeah, Velky's the only thing in it making it Jund. It has three Ray of Enfeeblements in the side, and that's really it that yeah. makes it Jund. Sorry. The only thing making it Jund in the main board is the Valkyries. Right. There we go. Better. But Velky's a powerful card. It is. Still, still. Loki is, I mean, Velky is a powerful card. Taking, taking your opponent's stuff when it's over on the Tybalt side. I wonder I if there are any variants of that. Oh, no one, no one. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't watch the Loki, but I get, I get, it's good. I get the meme of it. It's All good. Right. I'll applaud it. All right, fine. I'm gonna <laughs> sadly move on to Bryzem in seventh place. Who is running? Is this mono green? Mm-hmm. It is mono green. Hell yeah, mono green stompy boy. Fuck yeah. My kind so of deck. I'm gonna go with what 
the hell? He doesn't have it in here. That makes me sad. He doesn't have the swarm. No, you don't need the swarm when you got werewolf pack leader. No. Like the 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 yeah. marquee card that like has really tied this together because it just draws you cards now in in green. Yeah, because everything is going to be power six or greater when they're attacking. So you just get a card that allow you to go, you know, like go through a henge class or a henge class, a uh, great henge, and then like ranger class is super powerful in this deck as well. And it got a couple of the fight cards: blizzard brawl, primal might. This deck looks really good. It's unfortunate that it took seventh in my opinion but well i mean it could have just could have had a couple of bad draws to it or whatnot and just didn't perform what it needed to right all right last deck for this standard challenge mogged in eighth place let's see borrow sec it is no naya winota naya naya winota yeah so i'm you know and there we go winota is the kind of the jump out of this one, it's going to be doing what it's going to be doing. So, I know the thing with this deck, uh, Corey Baumeister of uh, the Bash Bros podcast and versus live fame was talking about this deck and how uh, in this rough in this rough kind of a build, you're able to get a turn three kill with Winota. Yeah, because yeah, Gross. it's nuts. Hey, look at that bone crusher in the sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> What, are you going to be hating on red now, too? No, don't I'm you play t- red? I'm, yeah, I play burn. I don't play aggro mm. red. I just play burn. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Holy shit. <laughs> so, for this one, just because... If you didn't play just guy control, you shouldn't have played. Just because... What is it? Five? Five out of five, the top eight. Five out of the top eight are just guy control. This is for a historic event off of MTG Top 8... Gross. And this was on, oh, they flipped, yeah, they would have flipped the dates. So this was on the 6th. It had 24 players in it, and the top three decks, and it looks, I don't know if they're saying that they all tied for first, because all of them have one next to it. Anyway, the top three decks are Jeskai Control, and... It looks like the top four tied. Yeah, and that's but the top three are all Jeskai Control, yeah. and then the, the fourth place, or the fourth listing is Jun Food. Junsack. Junsack. Well, it's a, it's titled Jund Food. Right. They titled it wrong. <laughs> I'm just going by the titles right now. Right, right. Yeah, Matt. Jeez. Let the let the big G desk do what the big just G desk do. Okay. Which we haven't figured out yet because it's the first time that we've had the big G desk take over the JB desk. Oh my gosh. Holy shit, that is a mouthful. That is. But it's not the first time I've subbed in Giggity. for JB. I'm not going to comment on this. <laughs> Um, but then fifth and sixth place again, just guy control decks. Like Matt said, if you weren't playing just guy control, you might as well just. I said f- that, not Matt. Danny, sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Apologize, Danny. God damn it! Seventh place. This person's after my own heart with a Celestia aggro. Yeah, yeah. I can follow. I can go along with that. And then eighth place, Rakdos aggro. So could get along with that one too. You know what? Um, we're just gonna go with the top. Deck for just guy <laughs> control on this one. Yeah, it, it puts just, five copies in the top eight. Yeah. <laughs> top six. Yeah, just in the top six, there are five just guy control decks. So, yeah. Goes to show you that uh, banning Brainstorm didn't do much for that. But a lot of the speculation on continuously playing just guy control is like 
people don't want to like change what they're doing until jumpstart comes out because yeah. that's going to be the real format shaker. So they're just kind of sticking with what they know and not trying to test out new things until they get their hands on these new cards. Yeah. So what I'm going to do on this one is I'm going to run through the first one and just understand that the other four decks have a little bit of uh, variations because as I was clicking through, it looked like everyone kind of was running the same basic package, but small variations on themselves. So 26 lands. Castle Erend. Erinvale, Castle Vantrix, one of each, two Clifftop Retreats, one Field of Ruin, one Glacial Fortress, four Hollowed Fountains, one Irrigated Farmland, one Basic Island, one Basic Mountain, and then, of course, four of the Jeskai tri Triomes, one Sacred Foundry, four Steam Vents, and four Sulphur Falls. Moving on to the spell package, one Aether Gust, two Anger of the Gods, four Expressive Inner... <laughs> Ah. Iteration. Words yep. are hard. We got you, buddy. Yep, words are hard. I should know this one because now I play it. <laughs> one Justice Strike. Four Lightning Helixes. Four Memory Lapses. Two Mystical Disputes. One Prismary Command. One Wrath of God. Other spells. So, you know, you got your artifacts, your enchantments. Your Planeswalkers. So we've got Narset, Parter of Veils. One Portable Hole. Two Relic of Progenitus. Two Search for Azcanta. Three Shark Typhoons. Four, three to furry hero of dominaria and then jumping into the sideboard two brazen borrowers two commence the end games two devout decree two dovin's veto one fry one justice strike one ox of agnos two portable holes one rest in peace and one more shark typhoon each of the other ones are just kind of running a small variations it looks like on that build but let's go ahead and jump down to that Jun Food deck, or the Jun Sack deck, as Matt properly pointed out. Let's go through the lands. Here we go. Two Blood Crypts, one Lock Wayne, two Craig Crown Pathways, four Dark Boar Pathways, three Fable Passages, two Forest, one Mountain, four Overgrown Tombs, one Phyrexian Tower, three Stomping Grounds, two Swamps, jumping in the creature, Cauldron Familiar, four of them, four Gilded Gooses, four Corvald, the Fey Cursed King, four Mayhem Devils, one Scoos, two Woe Strider, and then Instants and Sorceries, two Claim the Firstborns, one Scorching Dragon Fl Fire, two Thought Seizes, and then other spells Binding the Old Gods, two of them, one Soul Guide Lantern, four Trail of Crumbs, four Witches Ovens, and then we've got the Wellspring as the companion for this deck, two more. Bind, binding the old gods, two doom blades, three fatal pushes, one forced landing, two godrak the crown scourge, two more soul guide lanterns, one status or statues, status statue. There we go, and one more thought season sideboard. All right, what are you thinking of this one? As far as Jun goes, what are you guys thinking of the Just Guys? Other than holy hell, if you weren't playing Just Guy, fuck blue. All right, there you go. You heard it first here. This is the only time Danny has ever said fuck blue, but here we go. <laughs> I think you should listen about last week's episode. I should probably listen to <laughs> when you first started taking over, and I probably hear fuck blue at least once, and it progressively gets more and more as you go on to yeah, episode 100. Yeah, <laughs> should we jump into some Celestia aggro here? Mm -hmm. Do the breakdown of the deck? So we've got lands, four branch Loft Pathways, one Cave of the Frost Dragon, four Forest, two Lair of the Hydra, four Plains, two Sun Petal Groves, and four Temple Gardens. 
And then jumping into the creatures, there's 34 of them, as if you didn't know that that was going to be a high count when you heard aggro. Archon, you've got four of them. Sorry, Archon of Ameria. I should probably be specific because there's more than one Archon. And then four Elite Spellbinders, four Kazandu Mammoths, four Lanawar Elves, four Lovestruck Beasts, four Luminarch Aspirant. Yep, there we go. One God of the Worthy, one... Ranos, the Inhabitable, Indomitable, there we go, two Scavenging Oozes, four Skyclave Apparitions, and two Thalia, Guardian of Tharabin, there we go, four Collected Companies, one Ranger Class, and jumping over to the sideboard, one Dawnbringer Cleric, three Fairgrounds Warden, one Knight of Autumn, two Portable Holes, one more Ranger Class, another God of the Worthy, rest in peace, one of another Scavenging Ooze, one Shifting Ceratops, one more Thalia, one Toski, and then Yazharn, Implaceable Earth. Yeah, Implaceable. There we go. Yeah, cool. First try. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Celestia, I love it. It's creature heavy, and it just it's it's plain and simple. I'm going to beat the shit out of you with some creatures. Straightforward. I love the one of Ranger Class in here. It's... Yeah, the, one in the main. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the fact that when you get it up into uh, level three, or yeah, level three, when you can start casting the creatures off your top of your library, pretty nice. But just alone getting it to level two, uh, pumping up your stuff one at a time, not well, bad in a super creature heavy deck. Well, and then the big thing with this one too, you, you got to run the spells low, especially if you're doing collected companies, because you don't want to hit things right. other than your creatures. You want to be able to get, sit here and have maybe a, a grip of six that you get from it, and four out of the six are creatures, so that way you have a little bit of choice. It's even better when you see six out of six. Right. The The thing with this is they're all CMC three or less, yep. so all the creatures are getting hit on here. I was tempted to put collected company in my green white soul sister, but I decided not to. It's a good advantage card. It is. It is, but I you have... You got more... Non- but, but I also over. have creatures that do the same thing. Right. But you got... So. And you got a couple more creatures that are over four CMC and over and stuff in there. So. I do. Not many, though. All right. So I'm going to do something JB normally doesn't do because I see one card in here I know somebody loves in this Rakdos aggro. Matt, I want you to go ahead and take away this deck list. Take okay. it away. Oh, yeah. I could totally do this. Uh, so, yeah, this hard. this is a Lurus Rakdos deck. There are four Blood Crypt, four Blight Steep Pathways, two Den of the Bug Bears, three Fable Passage, two Dragon Skull Summits, two Hive of the Eye Tyrants, two Mountains, four Swamps. In the creature package, you got the typical Rakdos stuff of Dreadhorde Arcanist, Kroxa, Stitcher Supplier, all four of us, and then two Young Pyromancers. In the Instance and Sorcery section, you got two Blood Chiefs Thirst, two Claim to Fame, one Claim the Firstborn, one Cling to Dust, two Faithless Looting, one Fatal Push, one Go Blank, three Inquisitions of Kozilek, one Co Against Command, a Shock, a Thought Seize, and four or four Thought Seize, and four Village Right. So I said this was a Lurus deck. You're able to cast every one of those creatures with your Lurus and stuff, but also in the side you have a Braid, Bedevil, Doomblade, Duress, Culligan's Command, a Magma Spray, all one-ofs. Then you have Beaumont Carrier, Disfigure, Feed the Swarm, and two Soul Guide Lanterns. All two of's in this stack. So Matt, I want you to be honest with me. Out of, this, out of the creature package, what's your favorite? Is it what I think it is? I mean, yeah. I like Dreadhorde a lot. Crooks of Dreadhorde kind of go well, but also are contesting each other in what they're doing dreadhorde takes away stuff from your graveyard but and then you can't like escape back the croxa but i mean in the end it's going to be fine like you're able to get almost all these spells off of a dreadhorde 
attacking and stuff. So like village writing, uh, young pyromancer, um, young pyromancer token, or the creature that you claim with claim the firstborn and stuff. So yeah. All right. So that is the end of the event results. But don't worry, folks. I hear I hear you in the Discord. I hear you on Twitch. Where's the salt report? JB's not here. This is the whole reason I'm here. <laughs> don't worry. We found a salt report, and apparently we even have a salt report from JB. But it's a pre-recorded, pre-written one that Matt is going to be delivering, yes? Uh, yeah, totally will. Okay, why don't you go first, and then I'll give my salt report. Uh, we're not talking about it. What it's, the fuck? It's the JB salt report. Sounds good. So we didn't play League, but uh, we had a chance to play some Commander the other night. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I cut the rundown of this earlier today. <laughs> so Danny, JB, and I were playing some Commander. He was salty. <laughs> I told you the salt was palpable. <laughs> it was. He was bad. So my, Mind you, I was there too for a while, but... <laughs> you gave up and just started laughing. When we started playing, my first question was, what deck should I play? And I presented all my decks that i had and And we said fuck blue yeah danny and jb both didn't want me to play a blue deck i have one deck that doesn't have any blue and that is a uh i can't remember the commander's name but it's the uh galtina or the one whenever it's the name it's she came from the commander 2015 deck she has a secondary option to the marith deck the marith deck yeah so whenever an opponent gets attacked the creatures that are attacking one of my opponents get plus two plus home. Yep. It's Naya. And the whole goal with this deck is I was just making a straight up group hug friends style deck. Not like the friends wink wink nudge what, nudge. When did we deck. when did we make that deck? I don't know, like three years ago. Was it? That was longer than that. Have you upgraded it since? No. There hasn't been much upgrades because like <laughs> all the good cards are like, you know, Tempting Worm. You get um the old old growth druid and stuff, veteran explorer, um the hanger back not the hanger back walker the troll walkers or something it's a four mana eight eights your opponents can tutor up a creature and put them into play and stuff like that so it's just like straight up my opponents get things and so i'm like okay i'll play this deck and then the game's going on danny's becoming kind of a threat but then jb casts a board wipe there's a couple creatures jb goes to his turn like board board's pretty much gone danny has a rith i got uh a tempting worm i think JB has his Tesa Karlov out and a cast a veto and then goes to uh, cast a spell to exile Rith. And in my hand, in my hand, I'm like, oh, I'm going to help Danny here so much. <laughs> I have a wild ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> he target. So uh, JB targets the Rith. I'm like, I got something for this. And I cast wild ricochet <laughs> on, oh, man, I think it was just a path. It wasn't a path. No, Swords? it was um, uh, Return to Dust, I think it was. No, Return to Dust has enchantments and artifacts. No, it wasn't a path, but it was another destroy creature or whatever. E- exile a creature. Yeah, exile this one. Because he doesn't was. play destroy, he plays exile. Yep. So I wild ricochet, target his Tesa and his Vito, and just uh, like just alone, he was like, this is bullshit. Matt's playing <laughs> blue without playing blue. And because he was so tilted, he forgot he had an Akroma's will in his hand. That would save his creatures. Did I put that in the text message? No, you didn't. Oh, I missed that part. So he was so <laughs> on tilt because of that. He had a way to save his creatures. But he was like, fuck, fuck. this. And like Danny was saying, uh, 
before. Like he, uh, when he started laughing, he knew instantly JB was, he was, he was salty. <laughs> he was so salty about that, but I enjoyed it. But because of that, here's a little hint of what's to come into the future. I'm working on a uh, mono red, mono blue deck. <laughs> it's a mono red deck. That's going to play like a mono blue deck. <laughs> <laughs> red control great that's fucking that's almost as good as mono green control <laughs> have you ever played uh ben's mono green control i have deck? not next time you see him you need to ask him to pull it out i and just will you'll be pissed and laughing all at the same time you'll be pissed first and then you'll laugh after i can't wait to see it then okay Big G, you have a salt report? I do have a salt report. So I have been at the last two, le- or not Legacy, but Modern Leagues. Uh, I'm happy to report both weeks. Third top place. Eight? Third place. You top boom, eight? Boom. Or I eight? am top eight right now. Nice. I am seventh. Nice. So I've got two more weeks to make sure I stay in the top eight. Um, so two weeks ago, Golgari Elves with some upgrades from Modern Horizons 2 and that kind of stuff. And then my pride and joy. Allies. Allies. It's coming up on the first home brews with home brews. Yes. Um, pretty close to being done. My goal is to get it posted first for the patrons on Saturday. Fuck yeah. I can't wait. All right. So th- that's not really the part of the salt report. The salt report <laughs> has to do, de- it has to deal with league two weeks ago. Okay. And I got to go play our friend Caleb's legacy cube this last week too. So ended up playing Caleb first round. Fucking got Kiki Jiki Resto Angeled to death. I was like, you know what? Fine. Boris can do what Boris can do. That's fine. Yep, yep. Fast forward to Legacy Cube. Play Caleb again. What the fuck do I see in a different format? The same goddamn Kiki Jiki Resto combo. Crafted that? <gasps> oh my bitch. god. Like, and you could, he just, his exact words are, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> because apparently in League, according to him, it happened to me and it didn't really happen to anyone else. He found other ways to win. Oh, no. And then Legacy Cube draft. Garrett, I'm so sorry. I'm going to do it to you again. So fucking four times, not even in a full seven-day spread. Oh, my God. That's fucking so pissed. That is hilarious. I had a hell of a lot of fun playing Legacy Cube, though, so I definitely can't wait to do it again sometime. But that actually is a nice transition into some upcoming events. Perfect. So our first one coming up, this is actually for all of you within the North Dakota area. Guess what? It's back. Tri-City Legacy Series. This will be the return of the ever-popular North Dakota Legacy Series. Prizes will be based upon participation, but an underground seat will be guaranteed to the first place winner. You will need to submit a deck list. Entry is $35, and like I just said, first place is guaranteed an underground seat from Revised. So the more people we have, the more more prizes that could be up on the grabs. Who's hosting this, Big G? Oh. You didn't even that, say who's hosting I this. I didn't because I was getting to it and I was hoping you'd do something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Because I got you. it's our wonderful sponsors. The first one of its return is J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. So for those of you who want to, who are actively listening to either Twitch or listening on the recording, this is the Tri-City Legacy Magic Tournament. You can look it up on Facebook. It is October 2nd, starting at 12, and that's a Saturday, so I'm guessing we won't have Modern League that day. So, 
I don't know about you guys, but this is actually making me want to play Legacy a little bit. So I think I'm going to try to try to whip together something. That is the first upcoming event. The second one is Magic Kids Secret GP. So here's what we got for you. This is on August 13th, 14th, and 15th of this year. This weekend. It is this weekend. This year, this weekend. It is in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So here's what we got for events coming up within that event. On Friday, they've got the Friday Early Bird Special, 2 p.m., $9, Dragon's Origins and Journey Draft, play three rounds, prize ticket per win. And then you've got a double master's double up at 6 p.m. for $60. Draft three double master's booster packs, two prize tickets per win. Then you jump over and these, so the early birds are the early bird specials. So I'm guessing you show up to those earlier events, you pay a lesser price, you get to have some fun playing some magic. Yeah. Just in case anyone was wondering at home. But Saturday, the early bird special is at 9 a.m., $9. You get to draft some dragons, origins, and journey. Again, three rounds, prize ticket per win. And then jumping up to the 1 p.m. event, Time Spiral, spiral Remastered Draft from Mirror Draft. Draft from Mirror Draft. Okay. 30 bucks for that. You draft three packs of Time Spiral Remastered, two prize tickets per win. And then Modern Horizons 1 Throwback Draft, 6 p.m., $30. Draft three packs of Modern Horizons 1 and two prize tickets per win again. And then Sunday, the early bird special, same thing. $9, 10 o'clock, Dragons, Origins, and Journey Draft. Play three rounds, win a ticket per win. And then 2 p.m. on Sunday of the weekend, you've got the Chaos Cleanup Sealed. So it's at 2 p.m. It's question mark dollar. It says prices will vary, but it will be awesome. Buy any six packs, build your sealed pool, play three rounds, and you win one prize ticket per round. They can't wait to see you there. And let's see. Oh, we've also got On Demand Oathbreaker slash Commander, $5 entry, one prize ticket to the winner. I'm guessing that's of the pods. Yeah. Would be my guess, but we don't have any more information on that. Plus a prize ticket that each player can give out to an, any other player as they see fit. So it's a nice little thing. You, If you win, you get one. And then it sounds like each player that participates in this will get a prize ticket that they can just hand out and be like, hey, Danny, I like your deck. It doesn't have blue in it because <laughs> you said fuck blue. Yeah, here's fuck a, blue. Here's a ticket, or maybe that's how Danny would approach I, it. I might, I might have to put a hashtag on a new shirt. <laughs> hashtag fuck blue. Let's <laughs> put it to the list. All right, Add so it it. just a couple Stay more, away. couple more things on this one before we move on. Um, th- like I said, this is the Magic Kids by Weird Cards. All the proceeds are going to Extra Life, and then they're giving out a special thanks to Gamer Sanctuary, which I believe is. Probably the host. Probably the host because the address is Lacrosse Center, 300 Harbor View Plaza, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. And then they encourage you to check out all the cool things that are happening at magickids.org. Currently, there are 400 people registered for this. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's not too far from the city's area. Yeah. Nope. So if you're down there or if you're from the Fargo, Grand Forks, you know, North Dakota area, if you're willing for a little. Road trip, there you go. What, a five-hour drive to lacrosse? Yeah, it's just on the inside of the Wisconsin border. Yeah, it's four. Yeah, it's three and a half to the cities, another hour and a half hour yeah. to the border. Yep. And I'm sure if you brought some donation cards, they'll accept them. Yes. Yeah, they do take uh, bulk donations that they make for their magic kits. 
Yep, yep. That they use to help donate to groups that teach magic to kids. So, just on this, I have looked a little bit more into it because for those of you who don't know, I am now a contracted teacher. Yay, I have a big boy job. Officially, I'm not an intern anymore. Nice. Congrats. Uh, so, that's one thing I've been thinking about maybe trying to get set up is doing some magic kids, but I'm going to kind of wait and until I see kind of what kind of gauge I have out of the students I'm surrounded by. Okay. But if I do do it, I'll give you guys an update and tell you how it is. So Dope. For sure. If you're looking for volunteers. They uh, don't want any of your blue bullshit, Matt. Hey. <laughs> you let... I will tell you them... Let f- I will tell your kids to fuck blue. <laughs> hey, first off, if we're in a school, you need to watch your language, Fine. sir. Otherwise, Please. I will be sending you to the principal's office so you can call your mother about your inappropriate language. Which... My mother don't give a shit about me. So you know, this, you know the sad either. part is, I hear that a lot from my students. No, oh, yep, I yep. Anyway, so yeah, this real is, life sucks. <laughs> it does sometimes, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got. That's all we're gonna talk about for the upcoming events. I'm sh- I know for a fact J Dubs has Modern League and Legacy League this weekend. Um, if you're in the Fargo area, stop by. You'll see me at Modern League for sure. We're gonna be seeing you boys. Modern Probably. League. Nope. I'm even afraid. You, you sticking for that? What are you at? Zero points. Actually, it should be at three because I beat Trevor the first that first night. Apparently, didn't register. It's like whatever. So I was just told Waden. Waden the chat's like I I gotta take the basement just so no one else has to. <laughs> so. Moving along. Uh, Hit us up. So I got a couple different blog talks this week. Uh, whoa, first, whoa, whoa, you skip something. I don't, I don't have any. I don't, I want to be in our. I don't want to do it. Mainly because I didn't see it. Because there's no fucking link. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a link. You just read what it says. <laughs> what? Yeah, none. Keep playing what you're playing. Anyway, blog talk. Wow. <laughs> Pick one. We're running extremely long. You know what? It's not my <laughs> fault. So I'm going to do all three of them. Okay. And deal with it. It's going to be a long episode, folks. Saddle in. Anyway. <laughs> Before I, I feel b- like we're moving pretty quick, though. We're at an hour 10 of recording. Right, Th- there's there's five minutes. Now we have to wait because you're just talking and talking yes. and talking. Okay. Wow, we're getting Danny really off Fucking task by just talking Christ. about the time. Anyway, first blog talk comes from our Arcadis Lupus asks, Hey, Mark, uh, I don't understand why dungeons don't rotate. If choose a card you own from outside of the game, can mean choose from the 15 cards in your sideboard for a constructed purpose. Why can't choose any dungeon mean choose any dungeon part of a set legal in this format? Mark replies back, that's not how outside game components work. If a card can generate it, it can generate it. Zombie tokens don't rotate out. And then he goes on, edit. If we decide to do dungeons again and want to restrict which dungeons you can access, we will have a tool for that. Feature uh, Venture into Descriptor Dungeon. And now it works with only the descriptor some subset. If but if we want you to access to all the dungeons, we just say venture into the dungeon. Having the dungeons rotate adds more complexity to the system and gives us gives us designers less influence over how we want to use it again in the future. This person likes dungeons. I really don't think there's going to be dungeons in a standard set. I don't think he really likes dungeons. He just the way he worded his question, it seems like he's kind of away from it. Like he was, just, I, don't, I don't know. But uh, he was. I think uh, he's just trying to nitpick. I, I think so. And catch him off his toes a little bit. I think so. What do we got for the next one? So, a little informative of this one, or a little information, side tip, whatever you want to call it, from the Silver Noble asked 
Oh, Mark, my birthday was Sunday, August 1st, and I turned 20, uh, 39. 26 years of playing Magic now. Uh, my middle name is Karn, and I was wondering if you had any trivia on Karn from your untold Weatherlight saga, or if you had any design trivia about my favorite card ever. Karn, uh, was it Scone of Urza? Scion of Urza. Scion. Whatever. I got your boo. Uh, Mark replies back, Karn was a name named after the word Karen? Karn? It's Karn. Is it Karn? Yep. Still? C-A-I-R-N. K-A-R-N. A heap of stones set up as a monument. During the first year of Weatherlight Saga, each character was given given to a single writer who wrote all their flavor text to give them a voice. I wrote Karn, and uh, was it Urtail? Urtai. Urtai, that's what it was. Uh, we included him on the crew because we wanted artifacts representative. Happy birthday. So Karn came from s- Pile of Rocks. <laughs> well, it's really cool that you know, Mark even goes, hey, I wrote all the all the flavor text for Karn, and I want them there, so that way artifacts were there. Yep. It's pretty cool. I dig it. And last one's a bit of a teaser, I think. Um, comes from Chaos Hat. Asks, will, next ye- will the next Magic Gear have a mechanical through line like this one did, like MDFCs? Mark replies, not one as loud as MDFCs. Ooh. So, get some sort of weird... Ability up. mechanic bullshit. Think we're something like split cards again, or something like that, or at least for sure, flip MDFC's cards taking a backseat. Well, yes. Um, I don't know if they'll ever do splits. Yeah, who knows? I'd be down with some who split knows? cards again. Yeah. Moving along from there to the quickies. Uh, before the quickies. What the fuck? We're gonna put a quick music break in for the edit. But now you can go because that's a perfect. I just had to put that in there for myself. So what the break. fuck? Hey, so anyway. hey, let's jump into the quickies. Yeah, right. Ah, uh, <laughs> it kind of fucks up the whole wording. Cause it says, "Hey, let's jump, let's jump in the quickies with this." God, fuck me over there! <laughs> God damn it! Hey, you got to get a beer. We, Calm down. We we Calm. can't get any good help around here. All right, fine. Next time, <laughs> I'm just gonna let it be the two of you. I won't say yes the next time I get a text text from Matt at seven thirty in the morning saying, "Yo, dog, you want to be on the show today?" Of which <laughs> I respond to him, "Yo, dog, you want me to be on the show today?" <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I like verbatim texted him back the same at least thing. at least it was seven thirty in the morning not seven thirty at night as we're ready to start no Matt knows better he knows hey Garrett's Garrett's a busy guy I should uh I should be courteous of his time not Danny's because Danny keeps saying fuck blue and that's my favorite color fuck blue hey why don't you jump into the quickies real shut quick? up <laughs> shut up blue player let me play my cards the way I want to play them oh I'm sorry here, let me let me taste a little bit of your tears in this blue beer. Ah, oh, fuck, <sighs> fuck these guys. Is it salty? Anyway, it better be. <laughs> nah, nah, it's really bluey. Uh, so let's jump in these quickies with a tweet from Insight Esports and their plan to suspend in-person events. Quote: With a lot of consideration, we are suspending any in-play or in-person events until next year. We are planning on an event in Las Vegas. But we have been advised by the Visitors Bureau that this, or that there are health slash safety concerns. Uh, we have been watching the state of the country, and we do not feel comfortable planning an in-person event right now. 
Life is a beautiful thing. We are not 100% comfortable inviting players to play in our events. We will not take any chances. We will be continuing to play with our fall season later this month online on MTG Melee. That was a little sad to see because they were definitely hyping it up. I think it was like three weeks ago we covered their, uh, Wade posted their mysterious tweet in the Discord. Yep. Talking about doing something like super big in Vegas and like how Inside Esports has been doing like their events and stuff this past year. I imagine this was going to be a big event. So it's a little sad, but you know, they good on them to do what they want to do. I'm glad they're putting the well-being of everyone and their players first. So that's awesome. I'm hoping that when they do it next year, then that it's going to be a really, everyone shows up in full force. Right. Like it's going to. It's gonna be, I don't know, probably on the level of like an NRG series, maybe. Or it's, well, they're all they're gonna all gonna, like, gonna they're all gonna be there to see this week in MTG live uh, broadcasting. Fuck. Let's set a goal for ourselves. Inside esports, hit us up. We'll pa- work with Patreon's fundus trip to Vegas. <laughs> don't, don't don't just say it like that. Let's first first let's see if Inside Esports wants our our voice talent. Let's you, work. You know on what? We can just show up anyway. I don't know if they'd want Danny. He keeps saying fuck blue. Yeah. Last time I went to Vegas, I spent too much money. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long trip. Man. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, Matt, moving along, you, Matt. Hey, look, it's in blue text. Fuck blue. Up next, I don't think that we went too deep into this topic the other week when we talked about the Hasbro earnings call, but we figured that it's something super important to mention here on the podcast. So from districtchronicles.com article, they reported on the call that CFO Deb Thomas noted, quote, we are implementing price increases during the third quarter that should be fully realized by the for- fourth quarter. We expect this to offset the rising costs of freight and commodities we continue to see across the business, end quote. Uh, the cause for this increase of these higher prices will get passed down through the supply chain and could result in businesses making the hard decision of increasing the prices of their goods or eating the costs themselves. A uh, quick reminder, Hasbro as a whole reported a 54% increase in revenue with the Wizards division reporting a $406 million in that revenue. So the the whole thing with a increase of freight is due to uh, shipping costs going up from the pandemic and uh, freight restrictions. And they also mentioned that the Suez Canal contributed to this as well. Yep. That, like when, yeah, I, that, I felt when that whole thing was happening, I was watching a live historical event of Austin Powers. <laughs> yep. I love the memes. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, that captain literally fucked up the world economy just because he's going too fast oh it's just dumb it is that's, however that's that's how fragile the world's economy is one person one person literally fucked it over right i'll say this though it's a damn good time to have hasbro stack stacks yeah dude i know when hasbro first dipped we talked about it back right away and the shares were at 40 i think at their lowest they're at like 44 bucks or whatever and we commented on it and we were like yo you should probably buy this because at that point the highest that wizards was at was at what previously they broke like 100 but before the pandemic happened they were at like 86 or just below 90 dollars a share and due to this last earnings call they jumped above 100 but right now they're creeping back down to like 98 dollars a share but yeah right so those now, right now it is 98 dollars a share and let's see. It should tell me what I bought it at. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just waiting for the Shiba coin to go up. <laughs> this week in crypto. <laughs> this week in stonks. Stonks. God. Have I, have, I, have I ever had a rant on stonks? I fucking hate that that's stonks. a goddamn word. It's so Ooh, I'm fucking actually stupid. On money. 
Nice. Oh yeah. Um. So I two years ago now. I no a year and a half. I bought it at sixty eight dollars. Good deal so far. So far, yeah. yeah. I only have ten shares of it, but I mean, so pretty good. 40, whole, forty bucks a share. Yeah. So the whole reason I bought it was just because of a hey, Hasbro owns, owns Wizards. I'm gonna buy Hasbro stock. Yeah. And and that's the way it ends. And get your money back for the whole, what you spent. I mean, I guess this is just like magic adjacent and stuff like that. But I do believe Hasbro is definitely the kind of corporation that is just going to keep going. Like we talked about it, they bought the E1 Entertainment System, where yep. they're now pumping. They're planning on pumping out different content. They got a GI Joe movie in the making. They're talking about a couple different. Snake. Uh, <laughs> uh, my Little Pony things going on. I think Power Rangers was also mentioned. Yeah, the, so Q1 or Power Rangers is getting a, if I remember correctly, it's a reboot of the movie franchise, but it's going to actually kind of include the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actors, whether or not they are their actual characters, but they're going to include all of them this time. Oh, so so they're actually not going to fuck over the original cast. Yeah, but it sounds like there's going to be some time travel shenanigans. Well, they kind of got to do that kind of stuff to make things sense. But you got... A lot of CGI. Obviously, uh, there's already a lot of CGI, but... But no, yeah, so they've got a lot of fun stuff. I hope we get a secret layer Power Rangers. I'm just saying. I know, I'm right there with you. Just saying. (laughs) Make them allies, even. Oh, that would be a good one. You'd be super happy with that. Oh my god, I'd probably squeal like a little... Little we, middle school girl. I know we talked about it as the universes beyond is one of their secret layer drops for there. That's what I would hope. Uh, that's what I'm hoping it would be for. Seems like a pretty easy slam dunk and stuff, yeah. along with you know GI Joe as well. Yeah, or giving us some more nerf. But I think we covered this. Like there's another yeah. up, there's another slight update on the Netflix show for Magic. I'll yeah, double check. They were, we'll come back at you next week. Well, with last details. last I saw of it, they were. I think they were finishing up script. That's what it was? Okay. I think that was what I saw last. But yeah, we'll we'll have more actual information without having to do a live Google search. Right. They're doing a lot with their um, purchase, their... Oh, no. One of the the things I did see is that it would be its own continuity and it's going to leave the present continuity of Magic alone. Oh, okay. It's going to be kind of multiverse type stuff where it's going to be its own thing. Okay. So we can expect not to be seeing like Jace... But, I, mean, I, th- I think it I think it might be like we'll see the planeswalkers, but they might be doing a little bit different than what they're doing in the stories that we presently have. Gotcha, gotcha. I think is what it's kind of going on. So stick tuned. We'll have info on that when that comes out. All right. Well, here is your reminder that Magic Showcase live stream will be happening in two weeks, August twenty fourth at eight AM Pacific time over twitch.tv slash magic. This is where Wizards of the Coast will be sharing information on the upcoming set in Magic for the 2022 and some more Innistrad previews. This is where we're hoping for the announcement of a Power Rangers secret layer set. <laughs> go, go Power Rangers. And now, uh, finally, time. Uh, there is a new survey out. Uh, links in the show notes. Remember, if you want changes to happen in the Watsi, uh, filling out these surveys will help and have an impact on those changes. Now we got some more beefy news. To start off this news section, here's a reminder that Jumpstart Historic Horizons is releasing this Thursday. Oh, hold on. Wait a second. This just in from Watsi. Quote, In our State of the Game article for Jumpstart Historic Horizons, we share that we're working on a large change to some of our back-end systems. As we continue to iterating and testing those changes, we've decided that we need a bit more time to get them ready for release. 
Unfortunately, the release of Jumpstart Historic Horizons is tied to the backend change, so we need to shift the release date for that as well, unquote. This will cause the release date to be uh, of the backend update and for Jumpstart to be delayed by two weeks and will be released on the 24th and 26th, respectively. Due to this delay, the Jumpstart event will extend to October 14th on Arena. I don't know how I feel about that this just in bit. <laughs> You had there, bud. I thought it was clever. <laughs> God damn it. I thought it was clever. So along with these new, uh, along in this new arena update article that they released, the prank season splitting up August is also getting changed. So quotes, we also share in the state of the game that we would be splitting the August 2021 ranked season into two seasons. With this shifted release date, we're updating the plan as well. The August 2021 season is underway right now through August 24th. And the September 2021 season will run from August 24th to September 30th. Since we initially planned and announced this is uh, this as two August seasons with two sets of rewards, we're instead combining the pack, card style, and gold rewards from both seasons into the new August 2021 ranked season. So players can still earn everything we had previously promised. It will be an excellent time to finish with a mythic ranking. Uh, Though the season won't end until August 24th, we're also standing by our decision that the first 500 players to reach Mythic by 7 a.m. Pacific time on August 10th will receive invitations to participate in the October 9th through 10th qualifier weekend. The August 2021 ranked season will then continue as normal with the top 1,200 Mythic ranked players at the end of the season receiving an invitation as well. All the details will be linked down below for that. So what you're saying is those who already are mythic every month are getting invitations? So the same 500 people? Well, because, yeah, man, when it comes to this whole, like, splitting season, I know it's confusing for people that don't follow. It's confusing for me, and I and I'm, I follow. But, yeah, before it was split to, like, the first two weeks of the, of the month were supposed to be for one season and the mm-hmm. next two weeks and all that stuff, but now everything's getting delayed because of that. Yeah, like, it's just given more ch- chance for a, a split season, I guess, however that works. Just play arena, climb the ladder, do all the things. Midnight hunt. Good transition. So (laughs) um, one of the big things that are coming along with midnight hunt before we jump into some previews here, there's going to be a commander party that will be coming out October 30th and 31st. Uh, There will be more information about participation promos about that when it gets closer to that. But know that this will be taking place at WPM premium stores near you. And because of Commander Parties, there will be a new WPN Commander Party thing that will hopefully be continued in the future. So right now with Innistrad Midnight Hunt, that gets released September 17th, the pre-release weekend or on, on, on Arena and Online, it's released September 16th. Pre-release weekend is the 16th through the 23rd. Release weekend is September 24th. And it has all the typical stuff, the draft set collector and theme boosters, a pre-release pack, a bundle, and then two Commander decks. Undead Unleashed and Coven Counters. They've given us some cards to view and stuff right now. So I think with Crimson Vow, like that's a thing that's coming. It gets all this stuff. It's coming out November 19th is its release date. But I think we're more worried, not worried, we're more intrigued about what Midnight Hunt has to come or has to offer. And one of the biggest things are some of these preview cards. What should we, uh, what should we mention first here? Dibs. Hi, JB. (laughs) Big G. I'm so sorry, Big G. That's all good. I'll forgive you. Thank you. God damn. I don't know. So I'm most excited out of all these previews that have come out so far. Um, I think a lot of people are excited for the lands, but I am they super freaking excited for Ren and Seven. 
I love the memes that have been coming to this. You, you seen the SpongeBob memes where they're sitting in Mrs. Puff's class? You're like that whole scene where it's like, you know, what's funnier than twenty three? Oh, what? Or uh, what's funnier than twenty four? Twenty five. And they post the yeah. and six and ran seven. It's it's a good meme. I can't describe memes very well. Fuck Way off. to butcher it, man. Jesus. God. Uh, damn all right. It. So for those of you who haven't dived into this a little bit ren is the actual planeswalker and the number that corresponds with them so obviously modern horizons 2 we had ren and six and now we have ren and seven it is talking about the elemental that ren takes over he just numbers his companions so we're on seven now i wonder if we'll ever get one two three four five maybe in a throwback series who knows maybe but i really like this one uh so it's a three colorless two green so he's going mono green now comes in with five loyalty counters Plus one, reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and then the rest into your graveyard. Zero, put any number of lands from your hand onto the battlefield. Tapped. Negative three, create a green tree folk creature token with reach and this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control and Neg eight, his ultimate return all permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand and you get an emblem. You have no maximum hand size. That's right, folks. Green's getting that wonderful catchphrase. Uh, they've had it a couple times. Again. They're Pr- getting it again. Praetor's Council was one that I can think about the top of my head that came out of Mirrodin's, or yep. uh, Scars of Mirrodin, or Mirrodin Besiege, one of those two. Yeah. That's but this a higher drop, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. But this one, so I'm really excited for this one because, one, you're essentially making Dungrove Elders with Reach. with Ren, and then like landfall decks that don't care about a higher CMC cost are going to love it because you can just freaking throw down as many lands as you want. Obviously for like decks like Omnath, if you're playing Commander or Modern or Legacy or anything like that, obviously there's that cap and you need to find a way to replay Omnath over and over again. But I mean, there are ways to break cards and it'll be fun to see what inventive ways people come up to bring and break. Ren and Seven. Definitely in Commander, one of the decks that are popping into my head is Lord Windgrace. Like that yeah. is like the the marquee lands matter deck in Commander right now, and that deck is just gonna. I, I imagine nom, they're gonna nom, try nom, and find nom, 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 yeah, nom, nom. find find a, a spot for this. Oh yeah. But my thought is in Modern right now. You got Prime Time that would love this thing potentially. I don't know how well the Prime Time decks play. We can. I haven't seen one at Modern League in a long time. Right, but like the zero with Amulet of Vigor out, it just puts all your lands into play untapped. And that advantage in ramp is just bonkers at that point. And then just already primetime decks are running like 38 lands and stuff. Yeah. So like the plus one, you're guaranteed, you're almost guaranteed to just like straight you're, up you're draw, gonna... plus one draw four cards, yeah. which is a little better than Brainstorm. Matt or Danny, what's, uh, what's one of your favorites out of this so far? Danny? I am... The Milano Red player, so it has to be Play with Fire. This one's so cool. Uh, it's a one drop, uh, instant Play with Fire deals two damage to any target. If players dealt damage this way, scry one. So yeah, it's just another lightning bolt in my Mono Red deck. Shock. But the way my Red deck works, it's more like a four five damage anyway. for one. So I like my lightning bolts. This is a card that you're perfectly fine playing turn one to target opponent's face with. Like if you're, yep. like, you, it, it, it can give you like a little more reassurance. I'm not sure if this is the right play, but it can give you a little more reassurance, like keeping a sketch hand maybe with like two lands or one land because of yeah. that scry one. Yeah, and also like 
advancing the gameplay of burning your opponent, whether it be in modern or pioneer, I guess also in historic, but but yeah, this one looks good. Matt, yep. which one are you liking? Well, I mean, I'm the blue player. I'm going to take a guess and say consider. That's Join right. the dance. He's going for the Celestia. I knew it. No. Okay. It, it, it is considered, but uh, Triska Decafile is probably up there too. There's only been a couple cards that have been mentioned, but I want to talk a little bit, I guess, about considered. For a single blue, you get an instant. Look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard, and then you draw a card. This is just an opt, but surveil. Uh, Gavin Verhey had a very good video on his Good Morning Magic YouTube channel that talked about why surveil. This wasn't like keyworded as surveil. I'll link that down below so you guys can watch it, but it makes sense when you on about it you know like magic these premier sets the standard sets are kind of like looking to get more of the more new players and stuff in and i guess the tldr is like you know because they wanted to get new players in they don't want to have a whole jumble of different keywords that they would have to learn as compared to you know like flying and first strike stuff like that but this card is in my opinion i'd say it's definitely more powerful than opt just because you know as an ability to feed into your graveyard right now in modern feeding delirium is super important and just stocking up your graveyard to have murktide get cast out sooner it doesn't do as good of a job as like thought scour but like if you want more thought scour like abilities consider is a card to consider <laughs> Uh, playing next to Thought I Scout. see what you did there. Yeah, so it's like the the it's the chasing your tail of like four two split or four four split of a card. You know, like having having eight of eight copies of something that doesn't affect and things like that. Consider is a super powerful card, and uh, I don't know. I definitely see when that comes out, a lot of people are going to be playing it. Another card that was mentioned is Triska Decafile, blue one for a 1-3 human wizard. You have no max hand size, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. More win condition cards, and in blue, having 13 cards in your hand's not too shabby. It also has an activated ability here of three and a blue, draw a card. Four mana draw a card is pretty on rate or what they do for a lot of things. Like I'm thinking of Kenrith Return King. It's the same cost as that to draw a card, yeah. but that target player draws a card, so I mean, but it's neither here nor there. Typically, you're targeting yourself with that, but you have ways to be drawing cards, mass amount of cards. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, we're going to be losing into the story. And then you can have like Factor Fiction could help with this. Like you have a chance to get like three cards for four mana. I mean, there's definitely different ways to do it. You can yeah. like Blue Sun Zenith to get the exact amount of cards at the end step and stuff. So that way you can win the game. Maybe that's a way that yeah, you can go knows? down. But who anything knows? with a, a win game clause will be oh. always seeing some kind of play. Oh, yeah. Labman decks were always a thing. Thassa's Oracle decks like yep. swept all formats by storm because of how easy it is just to like win the game. It's like just on my library. So it's like it, it's trying to figure out is it e is it going to be easier to have thirteen cards in hand or is it going to be easier to just exile your library? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the exiling your library as compared to thirteen cards because this has the same lab lab laboratory maniac downfalls where at the beginning of your upkeep the triggers on the stack and stuff and they can kill this thing and then you know it's like oh. Okay. Or other ways. Yeah. All right. Well, there's not too much out right now as far as previews go. Um, I know a lot of people have been laughing at the champion of the perished because it's, you know, champion of the perished, but it's perished because, sorry, I had it pulled up and then accidentally hit X. <laughs> All right. So it's a one black zombie creature, one, one, whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one on champion of the perished. Ah, there you go. Other than that, yeah, we've got some... 
we got join the dance like i talked about create two one one white human creature tokens and it's got flashback so the initial cost is one white one green and then flashback is three colorless one white one green but yeah should we uh should we jump into the finance Kaching. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. Ching. All right, so jumping into the finance section, we read an amazing article off of MTG Stocks called Weekly Winners. They have three to five cards that are moving up in price that they want us to know about and three to five cards that move down in price that they want us to know about. So starting off this week, we got Didgeridoo. Originally from Homelands, this card is a one-mana artifact. You can pay three mana. You may put a Minotaur permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. This card has moved up in price primarily because of uh, Legacy Community. There's recent deck that 5-0'd in a Legacy Challenge that had this in there. And one of the things that makes this powerful in that is Urza's Saga can tutor this up. Didgeridoo is sitting at uh, $39.99. This is one of those weird meme cards. It like super skyrocketed back up in price back in June of 2020. Because before that, it was like $3. But then... There's like the Minotaur stuff they got talked about what was in June of 2020. That was after uh, Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons was 2019. I can't even remember anymore. But it's just, it's the only printing of this card. It is on the reserve list. So it's one of those cards that are definitely going to be holding price for a while. It has the list, legacy list, in the Weekly Winners article here. So you can check that out. Next in the Weekly Winners, we have the Ur Dragon. For Wooburg 4, you get a 10-10 legendary dragon avatar. It has eminence, so as long as the Ur Dragon is in your command zone or on the battlefield, other dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. It's flying, and whenever one or more dragons you control attack, draw that many cards, then you may put a permanent from your hand onto the battlefield. That still is the most broken commander ability out there. It is a really good commander ability. So this has had two printings, uh, a secret lair, and also the original C-17 printing. Mm-hmm. It jumped up 76% now, chilling at 70, uh, $73. Nice. But yeah. you can find them online for around 54 market price. Uh, they only have this as foil, uh, mind you, as well. So you're going to be kind of get... I think these ones are pretty good on the curl, if we're going to be thinking about it. The commander version definitely won't have a curl yeah. to it, but the secret, secret layer, layer, I think, is just kind of that keep keep care of your cards, and it will be fine. Yeah. Right. It's one of the first one of the first secret layers. So, yep. Uh, and the secret layer price is mar- is priced at uh, fifty eight dollars and eleven cents at the moment. So still moving up in price, but this is moving because of Tiamat style decks with Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Dragons are getting a lot more Love. eyes on them. Old Nawbone, also from AFR, jumped up really a lot. It was like three bucks before, but now it jumped up to like thirty dollars. That one didn't get mentioned. I'm just gonna make a shot call here. That's probably gonna get written in the next weekly winners coming up this Friday. Also with another card we'll talk about here in a second. But third card on this weekly winners, we have Jessica's Will. This is red two sorcery. Choose one. If you control a commander, as you cast the spell, you may choose both. And it has add red for each card in target opponent's hand, or exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. So this is a super powerful card in commander, but it also is seeing play in legacy. Uh, 
Oh, I didn't even say what it jumped up. It's jumped up 27%, now chilling at $19.50. Currently, it's jumped up even more. The market price is $23. Foils are $33. Dang. Yeah. If you had some Commander product, like this was a card that was already talked about and hyped on, like just after Commander Legends got dropped. Yep. The extended art on this thing as well is $23. It's pretty com- <laughs> com- comparable to its normal price. And we've seen extended arts to hold well. So if you're wanting to make like a financial judgment call, like if you can find the extended art Jessica's wills, like pick those up. They're they're going to probably do a better job at holding value. But yes, you have legacy and commander play where this is coming, where you can easily make a lot of mana for three mana. Like not anthems. <laughs> Rituals. Ritual spells are super powerful, and the fact that it also has the ability to draw you some cards. Like, you can't go wrong with this. It's a very useful card. Now, let's talk about... Whew, let's talk about some cheap pickups. Big G. All right, first one. We've got Maria's Wake. This is the Modern Horizons 2 printing. It is currently at $5.49, and it's trending down slowly. And then, surprise, surprise, Hull Breacher. $7.53 crashed. And Good. Trending down. Good. So if you did the big brain move and got them, got them off your hands as soon as it got announced. Good on you. You probably at least got a little bit more value. Legacy play, legacy players rejoice. Yeah, because this will be a nice cheap pickup for you, and it looks like it's getting cheaper because it's still trending down. Yep. And then the third and final one. This is out of the Time Spiral remastered. It is Tarmogoyf. It is at. $31 and it's stable. I'm not really surprised that this one's kind of sitting stable, but I am a little surprised to see it on the cheap pickups just because it is such a popular card. But at the same time, popular cards do end up getting cheaper with new printings. And with this one, if you can find it at this price, hell yeah. Right. Get it. Tarmogoyf is just one of those modern staple cards or legacy staple cards that is, is, it's a good to drop in almost any slot. It doesn't get classed out by a lot because it's, I don't know, like the old faithful. Market price on a Time Spiral Remastered Tarmogoyf is $24, and it is the cheapest printing of it out of all of them. So, so yeah, there we go. Some cheap pickups. One thing I want to add into here is Matt's random pick of the week. We had Aspiring Spike post on Twitter a, a picture that shows Aspiring Spike cast Lightning Bolt targeting Sanctifier Envec, which is pretty big because Sanctifier Envec has pro red, pro black. And Aspiring Spike these, this last while has been really hyped on Grixis-style decks in Modern. And because of that, one of the cards he's been adding in is a card from Modern Horizons called Dress Down. Blue 1 enchantment, flash. When it ETBs, you draw a card. Creatures lose all abilities. At the beginning of end step, sacrifice Dress Down. This card was like bulk rare for a long time sub a dollar but now it's jumped up to three bucks and still looking like it's on the climb and with results that aspiring spike put up there like this can be a card that people will probably be picking up a lot more of because if i'm not yeah he went uh first place in a league with 18 points and stuff running this grixis control deck yeah grixis control deck Thought Seizes, Inquisitions of Kozilek, Death Shadow, Lightning Bolts, Dragon Rages Chandler, Regavan, Unholy Heats, Expressive Iteration, Drown of the Lock, Three Dress Down, Mishra's Bobble, Kroxa, and it is a Lyris Companion and stuff. So you can cast the Dress Down again with Lyris' Companion, and this just shuts off everything. Uh, Sanctifier Envec no longer has protection from black 
from red and then things like dragon rage channeler loses its ability uh it makes a boggle not hex proof as well <laughs> and then you can push it <laughs> or you can bolt it and things like that uh don't let jb know that well that's wait though you wouldn't be able to get the dress down on it initially would you no you would because it it reads creatures lose all abilities it's enchantment it's just it's oh, not enchantment never, aura never mind it's just I an enchantment. It was enchantment aura no. that's my bad i read it wrong when i was all reading it quick creatures lose these abilities Ooh, i think i found a new sideboard piece for any deck that has blue in it yeah it draws you a card it's a two mana draw you a card as well i was super cool on or i, I saw this <laughs> card and i liked it a lot just because it's not really a wrath effect, but it turns off your Kroxas. So, like, you can cast a Kroxa. You don't get the ETB trigger, but you get a... You'll get all the attack triggers after. Yeah. So... It's the whole thing with that. And, um... Oh, that's that's pretty... If I'm not mistaken, nifty. this can also stop ETB triggers. So, like, ETB triggers are a big thing running around with elementals as well. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You leave my ETBs alone here, okay? Yeah, so allies as well. Shut up. <laughs> Don't let everyone know. Allies get nugged by this card. Foil. Holy crap. I didn't notice this. Foils are 40, 38 bucks right now. I think maybe that could be a, a number disparity, like someone posted it up online. That would be my guess. But at sometimes, though, too, the foils of certain cards just are ridiculously high for some reason. Yeah. Ten right. times what they're valued in it. There are a lot of... This goes into a lot of decks. There's a Miracle Control Nice. Going uh, for Legacy, a paradoxical paradoxical vintage list, Grixis Aggro and Modern, a Bant list and Legacy and stuff like this that people have posted, having it in here. Like, this is an intense card, not going to lie. Sweet. Two mana, your creatures don't ETB. So I'm trying to think of like some other thing. Like, I mean, first off, any of the elementals seems like pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on the rules. Maybe ETBs do go off. Creatures lose all abilities. I don't know how that like. We'll have to do a rules the, check for next have to week. Do a rules check. But hey, Matt, say hypothetically, this card starts going up. What's an easy way you could maybe uh, get it? You can use the amazing source TCG Sniper to be tracking this card. You can enter this card in and set a notification to be notified when it moves up to maybe like five bucks or ten bucks. If you were one of the people that bought like a crap ton of these things, and you're gonna capitalize on having thirty of these, catching, sell them at ten bucks a piece. If you go over to TCG Sniper and mention that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus program. Highly worth it, I'd say. Nice. But from there. Let's do a super fast rundown of some deck of the week here. All right. So because I love modern and I like ETB effects and I really like Omnath, I picked five color elementals. So this one has Kellera the Orphan Guard as the companion. So each creature in your starting deck has to be a cat, an elemental, a nightmare, a dinosaur, or a beast card. And then it has vigilance. It is one and hybrid Celestia, hybrid Celestia. Each creature you control that's a cat, elemental, nightmare, dinosaur, or beast gets plus one, plus one, and has vigilance. And then you're running through a lot of elementals, obviously, because this will be an elemental deck. So I'd say one of the big hitters from this is Flamekin Harbinger. So when it enters for one red, you get put it in play. You may search for another elemental, reveal it, and then put it on top of your deck after you shuffle your library. And then it's got things like Tangled Florin, Florinhedron, Thunderkin, Awakener, 
Voice of Resurgence. It's got Endurance. It's got Lightning Skelemental. Risen Reef is another big component of this deck because then anytime you play an Elemental, you get to draw a card. And, and if it's a land card, you just put it into play. Yeah. So either way, you're getting a card out of your deck. And then another big one is obviously Omnath, Locus of Creation. So obviously you get the ETB of drawing a card and then up to three landfall triggers unless you find a fun, cheeky way to replay Omnath and get those effects over and over and over again. You've got an Omnath, Locus of the Royal. You've got three Furies. You've got four Solitudes. And then you've got a Spite Bellower. And then guess what? You can ephemerate these guys. And then naturally, you're going to have some fetch lands. You've got Cavern Souls to stop counters from your elemental spells coming in. You've got things like the um, Canopy Lands out of Modern Horizons 1. The Basic Lands, the Triomes, uh, Shock Lands. Like like we said, we're just giving a quick rundown here. And then sideboard, you've got some Chalice of the Void. You've got Engineered Explosives, Alpine Moon, Rest in Peace, three of the other Endurances, a Force of Vigor, and a Foundation Breaker, and then two Wear and Tears. Uh, this is actually looking to be one of the other decks. I think I might start getting ready and making sure I have all the pieces for for another tribal modern deck for my collection. So... This deck has done really well in leagues and challenges. Like last week we talked about it putting three copies into the modern challenge. Yeah. Into the into the top eight. And all of them pretty similar and stuff to this, where you're, you know, like uh, Big G was mentioning, the uh, Risen Reef is probably the biggest key component to this to help get into what the deck does. Draws you cards, plays your lands. That way you can cast things like Omnath and other Omnath and hard cast these elementals, the the Furies, the Solitudes. Yeah. I mean, even evoking them is perfectly fine, but... And the nice part is you have four of the Omnath Locus of Creations. You can use Omnath either as Omnath or, guess what? It hits all those colors for exiling for Invoke. So Exactly. And I don't do this on purpose every time I pick out a deck. Unfortunately, the price point for this deck is a little bit heftier. It comes coming in on average at $1,543. A lot of this is is honestly the lands. So you're looking at those fetches. That's going to be one of the big price points. Luckily for you guys, um, with some of them, like the Arid Mesas, they came out in Modern Horizons too. So they are still a little bit cheaper. So if you need those lands for your collection, so that way you always have them, go pick them up before they start rising back to what their normal prices are. Another couple of the higher price points are actually the Flamekin Harbingers. Those are coming in about 12, 13 bucks a piece. Those then, have only been printed in lore winds, so. Yep. And so that's one of the reasons. But then Endurance and Solitude and then Omnath are the other pricier. And, 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 then, Fury, Fury. and yeah. then Fury, too. So the Incarnations from Modern Horizons 2, those have just been doing so much for Modern and Fury was a card that was like everyone was kind of down on there, just like ah, the red incarnations, the worst out of them. But yeah. it's actually coming to be. It can well, hit planeswalkers. I was about to say, I think people are forgetting that getting to be one of the better ones. But yep. Yeah. And then the honestly, probably the biggest one, just because they've had so few printings, Cavern Souls. That's going to be a little bit pricier. Yeah. But in reality, this is it's a tribal deck. There are ways that you can, if you want to build this on a budget, do it. It won't be as effective. But you know what? If you're really just wanting to build this deck and you don't have the budget, here you go. There are a couple of budget versions. What is it? Unclaimed Territory is the the uh, the cheap man's Cavern of Souls. Yep. But it comes in play tapped. You can also get, I'm pretty sure that's 
Perun land that the Niv to Light decks were running a while oh, ago. Yeah. That one's now creeping back down. You can also have like uh, Reflective Pool as another mana fixer yep. and stuff and then, like that. As far as the fetches go, if you just weren't able to get the fetches or you're not able to get the Windswept Heath or the wood, Wooded Foothills, you know, there are the slow fetches that you have to pay for it. They come in tapped automatically. Like I said, there are cheap ways to do this. It's not as effective, but if you really want to play this deck, there are ways to do it. So I just I really like the deck. It's elementals, it's a tribal deck, but then it's a little bit a little bit more different than my current tribal deck. So I've, you know, allies, I'm gonna beat you in the face and do some cheeky stuff, or just, you know, elves, I'm gonna elf ball the hell out of you. Right. Yeah, one of the one of the key cards, I know we mentioned this last time, is definitely ephemerate. For one mana, you're getting all these other re ETB triggers with your Risen Reef or no, with not just once but twice because of rebound too. So Yeah. And we, t- we talk about that actually with my allies deck on the homebrews with homebrews so yep. a little bit. So. Ephemerate being a super powerful card for creature-heavy decks. And it goes to show here in this elemental deck, it is doing a lot of work that just makes it so consistent, makes yeah. it so powerful yeah. with everything that it can do. Yeah, but there's the quick rundown of the deck of the week I picked for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys get to enjoy it not just are on the receiving end of the beat down from it but well that sounds like a good way to end this podcast then danny's playing candy crush or or danny's (laughs) playing candy crush over there he's like phase out as soon as we went into elemental talk it has blue in it Oh, okay. He's fine with that blue. So thank you, all you legendary magic folks, for making it to the end of episode 100. I know we were talking about maybe doing something special for the two-year... Yeah, 104 for the official two-year anniversary of This Week in MTG as a podcast. Uh, Stick tuned next week. We'll give you more details. So yeah, thank you for listening to us. You can check us out on all places where better podcasts can be found, like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, follow us on Twitch and YouTube. We live stream this every Monday night around 7 o'clock. And subscribe and follow us. So that way you get notifications when that happens. You can find us on a lot of different places on the internet. You can check out the website, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Moxfield account, the Reddit, patreon all that stuff we have that in one nice tidy little link we have a link tree account so it's uh l-i-n-k-t-r dot e slash this weekend mtg there everything's just nice laid out if you want to follow us and then finally thank you to all of our lovely patrons for being crazy and deciding to support us sending us money and keep an ear on the ground of what's to come with playmats and (laughs) sleeves and right now i know jb would probably like to push the mention of if we get to 20 patrons, we're going to do a box tournament for Modern Horizons 2. Hell yeah. That he's paying for, too. Collector's box, even. Yeah, he's getting the collector box all on him. He can't yeah. defend himself, so of course. And then if you uh, schmooze him, he'll get you three. Ooh, yep. Tell him he's tall. Automatically, he'll get you three. <laughs> that is not a guarantee. <laughs> just well, you just said automatically, though. Uh, and finally, make sure to send love over to J-Dubs, sports cards, and gaming for all your magic needs. Now, do you two got anything else that we need to add to this? Did I miss anything? You know, thanks for always having me and on here as a guest host. I do enjoy it. Yeah, thank you for coming. Always like, yeah, you're, you're in the top tier of repeat hosts. I think Trent is... Number two. Yeah, he's either one ahead... Of, he, he has to be one ahead of you or one behind you. One no, of those two. he's behind. He's behind now? Trent's been on twice. Okay. I've honestly lost count how many times like I've been here. Four now. <laughs> been here for a while. Oh, and then coming for special episodes. I'm still waiting for dad joke episode. Yeah, I got to get that figured out got the guy he hit me up again 
All right. He's like, you'd be down for it. So, fuck yeah. So, uh, hey, Matt, you should probably just close this episode off. And we'll catch you, <laughs> magic folk, next time. See ya. Bye. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah.